Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Look, it's not your team. It's you. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of It's Not Your Team. It is you, and you guys are fired up from this past weekend. I know myself and Haley are. I'm your host, Tyler Coe. I'm your host, Haley Graves. And uh, we have a lot to get to today. Before we do, I want to remind you guys that this show is uh, brought to you by betonline.ag from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can always head on over to the 24-7 casino uh, and take advantage of all the great offers that BetOnline has. Uh, That is betonline.ag. So go ahead and head on over. Get those sign-up bonuses and put some money down this weekend because this is it. This is championship week in Haley, and we have so much to get to today. We're going to break down all the conference championship games uh, starting Friday with Pac-12 moving on into Saturday. Uh, we have to talk about, you know, signing day was today. Kind of snuck up on us yeah. a little bit. Uh, we definitely have to talk about the shoe throw heard and seen around the world <laughs> only LSU? in college football LSU. LSU. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a writer's dream yes. to come up with headlines um but we have some other weekend actions to get to but miss graves this was one of the most tense uh exciting crazy weekends we've had in college football specifically ending yesterday with tuesday with the college football rankings come out right. and uh, just looking at general consensus no one is really happy no, I mean, nobody's happy. I think as we've gone on with this being kind of our final rankings of the regular season, everyone just has more questions than answers. And that's a big problem. It has been. Uh, I, I Watching it yesterday, you kind of get, you, you know what to expect at this point, uh, specifically when it comes to the top four. I know Aggie fans, and I know you've, you've known this for a while, Haley, but you knew that it was pretty much going to be chalk one through five, that nothing was really going to change. If Ohio State didn't move last weekend, they weren't going to move this one. Uh, and yeah. that was the case, even not playing against Michigan, uh, getting shoot in to the Big Ten championship game through the loopholes that that conference decided to create to play as we predicted as we said that it's exactly how that would go down Um, they didn't move Uh, there's still um, you know options for the teams outside looking in and we could have some extreme chaos on Saturday this coming weekend but as it stands right now the top four there they've been there since day one they haven't really moved what is happening below though has been uh, the big Scratchers, needless to say. <laughs> yeah, what is the word you I don't I don't really know. Uh we'll have to get right. into all of that. But there were some other things from this past weekend, specifically on the coaching side of things, uh, that we'll have to get into. But National Signing Day was today, Haley. And it's it's an exciting day. It's a fun one because as of you know, the past, you know, five to seven years, social media is something you obviously are an expert in. It's kind of taken off on National Signing Day. It's become this really fun activity to see how creative each school can uh, be when it comes to getting these recruits. Right. This day and the day that NFL teams announce their schedules are my two favorite days uh, working in the field of social media because you, they, I mean, they roll out the red carpet quite literally and figuratively for these kids. You know, uh, today, just seeing a bunch of them out there, some of my favorites, Notre Dame did a really, really good job. I cannot believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Who am I? But they did a great job in the fact that they really allowed uh, their fan base to know who the players were were um so tip of the cap to even their recruits for being willing to do that stuff so go check out those videos i also was really impressed always clemson top notch they do a stellar job every single year regardless and then what was fun was i want to say it was oklahoma state them yes. all ca- they did the tech mobile which was, which was so really cool. really cool and i want to who someone else did like backyard football which was pretty fun enjoyed that one um I want to say I saw uh, Mississippi State, they did like their own trading card. Like they literally put the player in the jersey. Um, Ole Ole Miss did a great job of playing off of the lane train. So they made actual like train tickets. And then they like, (laughs) you like visually were in a train and it, yeah, I mean, whatever. 
I guess you could be a little more creative than that, but it's um, your one. It's your one with Lane. Let it, it would let it. Right. I mean, I guess bit. like ride ride the train. I I mean, I got to tip the hat and say this as well because I highly the one thing that I do respect about the University of Texas football program is their social media team. They actually had really impressive graphics that were fun, visually stood out. So yeah, some fun they, stuff out there. That, really fun can, stuff. Can they put that in the win column over at UT? Can they put that the social media should, team? So they just should they just send the social media team to their bowl game this year instead? Oh, they look a good. social media off. Maybe oh. that's what maybe that's what teams should do since we've had so many teams opting out to the point that we may not even have enough to compete in all the bowl games. That's right. So, so many bowls getting canceled as right. well. Yeah. So might as well let's just do a social media off. I would like that. Texas would come to they'd come to party. They they would maybe come with a better game plan than what they show up with on Saturdays. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. They're they're solid in that regard. Yeah. Um, these are fun. It's it's not as good this year, you know, obviously with COVID. Um, right. <laughs> we all know that by now. But it's fun to see. I love like I love seeing the kids there. Like I love yeah. them seeing like pull out a dog for Georgia to say that they're going to be uh, I know. be there. Uh, like that's the most I feel fun like thing. that's probably likely why it flew under the radar this year because there wasn't yeah. you couldn't do any live, you know, nail biter. Where's this kid going to go? Huge productions because normally think about it like ESPN, CBS, all of these media outlets are usually in a kid's home or at their school or doing something for these top nationwide recruits. And that just didn't get to happen this didn't year. Happen. And a lot of these kids, they almost shoot like their own like music video or their own like short film. Of, no, like, if you go and watch here's my journey, if you go and watch Notre Dame, that's basically what they did. It's cell phone foot video of these kids kind of letting the fan base know who they are. But they're that's so dope. funny. One of them, a kid is wearing a full on firefighter suit. I don't even know if that's what you call it. You call it a firefighter suit? Fire, uniform? Fi yeah, fi yeah, firefighter suit. Suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's wearing that lifting weights. <laughs> like, Is that it's, that's an odd take? I'm sure some of the team moms appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they I, do like an indie calendar that gets into a creepier subject, wow, but that's what okay, I think of. Yep. Well, no, the fire the firemen, they do the they always do the calendars. They do the sexy right. every woman loves a fireman. Speaking of maybe part. not calendars, but cutouts, Beaver football, I guess, in a way to uh, Beaver football is in Oregon State um, going around COVID. They made life-size cutouts okay. of all their recruits and like took pictures of the cutouts on campus That's okay. to welcome them. So, I you think, know. I think last year Baylor did like the Muppets. They had like, somebody did Muppets. That's interesting. It was cool, though. It was actually pretty cool. I liked it. Um, yeah, no, it's really, it's just, it's cool to see how innovative you can get, how creative, and how much the recruits are able to, you know, participate and their willingness to participate. Because this is just all crazy for me. Hold up, y'all. Bear with me. We're going to be done talking about National Signing Day in just a second. <laughs> but what I will say is it's so interesting for me because I was a part of the era, aging myself a little bit, where graphics- Oh my God, you're like 26. Shut up. Where graphics be, started becoming a part of recruiting and recruiting tool. When I was at A&M, we were one of the first schools to do that and for that to be a thing. And so I remember National Signing Day at the time being a big deal. I can't even imagine- what it would be like now and just and it's still weird for me that the big signing day is in december as opposed to february like february. it used to be yep. but yeah anyways there's my little spiel i have had firsthand experience doing this content people there's my validity you do know what's up and it's good i like it better than the i mean the traditional you know sit at a high school put on the hat right it's boring i don't like that be creative exactly have fun go do something as florida state said last year um, with Wait, Taggart, it was Florida got... State who did the fun. Um, they didn't whatever. do anything fun. They no, did, it was <laughs> it was Florida State. Go if you're listening to this, go look at their Twitter feed. I'm confirming right now, but I'm ninety percent sure it's Florida State. They did something right this year, and that was their National Signing Day little cool things for the kids. Oh, you're talking about this year because I'm saying last when Willie was there and Willie's. Oh yeah, no, I'm was... talking about like. Today. Do something. Okay, Today. gotcha, gotcha. I was like, the yeah. do something campaign at Florida State, ill-advised. Um, oh, yeah, no, not that. This is just hashtag <laughs> Tribe 21. They went real safe with it. Uh, but no, their stuff is really good. Would highly recommend doing that. A lot of creativity went into theirs. Well, for our listeners, go ahead and send us like your favorite if your school did something unique. I'd like to see and catch all of them if I can. I think they're really fun. Uh, it is fun. Also on uh, outside of signing day with everything moving around, which I can assume obviously with signing day, we're looking at who at the top 
Bama, Ohio State, I, LSU. No, I, Georgia, I think, was sitting at number one. Maybe not. Maybe it depends on those. It, it's always right. at, like ESPN is Alabama 24 7. Right. Like, they're all a little, you know, subjective depending upon. Basically, but, the reason why it's all relevant is because you tend to see a trend in National Signing Day classes and college football rankings. Yes, you do. And I, get, I there is one guy that I know on that list who's top 25, who's always there. And he's doing his thing over there in North Carolina and Chapel Hill. Mac Brown. Oh, Mac I thought Brown you were going to say Jimbo Fisher. No, no. <laughs> Aggies, Aggies getting a haul, though. I tell you what, yeah. they're starting to buy and they're seeing the product. Yeah. Um, some people are not seeing the product and the coaching carousel has been just right. going off early this year. It started with Will Muschamp, obviously, out at South Carolina. Like, no, like they're firing yes, they're going, quick. We're going quick now. Uh, so Gus Malzahn, this is something we've joked about all year long. Uh, is it, it's, it's been this way on the Plains for a long time. Ever since year one, Gus Malzahn goes to the national championship against Florida State, uh, right. hoping to, for a repeat performance never happened. Gus Malzahn is out at Auburn, which it shocked you and I that it actually happened. It's the thing you joke about. I did, Not expecting it I to happen. I was so shocked. I had to double check the Twitter handle when I saw it because you know how like bullshit accounts would be out there with a, one letter different than oh yeah yeah the fake writers. Adam right like it right, gets exactly. me all the time yeah right and so I was like there's no way and then everything started popping off and the part that made me sad was I saw this great video of Gus Malzahn dancing with the dancing. kids yes yeah. like he was he was so happy and you know for a minute I actually had this thought process when I saw that video I thought to myself you know at least the kids buy into him at least it looks like there's a great working relationship there so that's likely why he'll stick around because it looked like he had such good rapport with his athletes because typically when you see coaches do that there it's pretty simultaneous I don't know I might have missed it but I've never seen Tom Herman dance in the locker room with his kids so no, and we can save the Texas <laughs> bashing for here in a second but yes Tom I don't think Tom really dances with his players you know right? so like it was just very much body language of a coach that was happy that his team finished out the season, finished on a high note with a win, and it did not seem like a coach that was about to lose his job. It happens on Auburn. We saw with Gene Shizik when right. you have Cam go win the national championship. Yank, it's just not there anymore. Make a move. Yeah. And what is it about at Auburn? Uh, it's not quite the same with a Texas and OU or US, uh, USC, UCLA, but your goal when you're at Auburn is to beat Alabama. And that just really well, wasn't the case and, for Gus. Well, and I think the other thing, I mean, this isn't even me being biased saying this, but doing what LSU did last year, seeing the steam that A&M is picking up on, Auburn's getting left behind, bottom yeah. line. When like they the, were the, number the, two for a long time in the SEC West. Right, right. The, the writing is on the wall that they're getting left behind. And so I guess – in order to change that before things get too far in front of them, you just got to pull the plug. Well, they decided to, and there's a lot of moving pieces to this that we don't know exactly what's going to happen. It was really right. interesting that a lot of things coincided. One, Gus Malzahn gets let go. Uh, number two, a guy named Art Bryles over at Mount Vernon High School in Texas resigned from his post with a lot of speculation that it would be Art Bryles coming back up to the collegiate level. Where? Well, there would be most likely an opportunity at Liberty where Hugh Freeze has had a really good year for Hugh Freeze to be the leading candidate at Auburn and Art slide in to be at Liberty, which we don't have to get a political or anything right. else like that, but that is a perfect fit for a guy like Art Bryles to be at Liberty um, with everything that they've had going on this year with Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, but it appears that Kevin Steele, actually, the D.C., Yes, Auburn. I was going to say the D.C. is looking like the next Might now candidate. be the, right. the head coach. So Auburn could have just did, and I'm, I forget the number here, but it was over $20 million buyout for Gus Malzahn to hire somebody internally. That's a very That's... expensive coaching move in the year of COVID. Oh, it absolutely is. That's Bottom line, that's what's shocking about all of this is the fact that I mean, no one is safe in COVID. We definitely, that is the one thing you and I have done a damn good job of getting a lot of things right. And oh, one of those yeah. things right that I'm going to pat myself on the back for calling it like it is last week, seeing the writing on the wall early about Iowa State and these rankings. We'll get to it in just a second. Oh, yeah. But we've, we've caught a lot of things right. The thing that we did not get right is being shocked about coaches being let go and having that COVID clause, basically. 
It's been insane. Yeah, we just, uh, that is a massive buyout. We saw right. it at South Carolina footing the bill for getting rid of Will Muschamp and bringing in Shane Beamer. Uh, you, you just didn't really expect it to happen. And you didn't expect it to happen right now when the year right. was still going on where you can't assess and reassess yeah. the season, your finances, what does the future look like for all of us? It's shocking. Uh, but yeah. everybody's making moves. Vanderbilt seemed to have their eye on Clark Lee from Notre Dame for a, a long time because they snapped him up in about two, <laughs> two seconds. Two things. Wait, two <laughs> things on this. Two things on this because I got to touch on it. Going off of my, you know, social media history, y'all. Vanderbilt football, not one of the teams that I said a shout out for their national signing date. Not that I saw it. But regardless, the point being, they tagged the wrong person. The wrong person. I they saw that. Some, tagged, some girl. Yes, they tagged a poor girl named Courtney Clark uh, in the introductory tweet. You don't get that wrong. It was you check not, that shit. Yeah. Have a burner account. Come on now. It was not a good first look for Vanderbilt no. to welcome in their new coach, but, who apparently is very loved at Notre Dame. I, I, I assume it'll but be I'm, a good hire. Like, but the weird thing about that hire for me is the fact that there's so much still to happen for Notre Dame this season. I feel like typically hires like that don't come out until – the team is done playing because you don't want it to be a distraction. Absolutely. And for a guy as loved as he is, yeah, right. Notre Dame is not just playing for a playoff berth. They're playing for a national championship legitimately this year. I know people right. don't really hear that about Alabama, Notre Dame potentially playing, but it could be more of a contest this time around. Uh, it's oh, interesting. I'm all yeah. the way on the Notre Dame bandwagon. You, you know, yes, you best be. Which, yep. <laughs> which is the wildest thing to come out of my mouth because I had a lot of beef with them all season. But you know what? Right now in this moment, my beef lies with Ohio State. So I am go Irish. Your beef should not, it shouldn't be about the teams. Before we get into this, and congratulations to Clark Lee. By the way, uh, just a little tidbit, we might get into this when the dust settles and the bowls are announced and we have more time to talk about it because I still don't know what's going on. Weird things are afoot at the University of Texas. Uh, Urban Meyer's coming. Conspiracy theory. Urban Meyer's not. Your athletic director finally releases a statement, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, saying that Tom Herman is as of, of right now, their 2-4, our head coach. And it was such a bad statement by the athletic director, Christo Conti, uh, from the University of Texas that all the beat writers in Austin had to call him moments after the release of the official statement to be like, uh, what the fuck did you just say? What does that mean? Nobody knows. But apparently Tom Herman is going to be back for the 21 season, um, except for the fact that Tom Herman apparently has been calling South Carolina, according to beat writer that appeared on Paul Feinbaum's show, saying that, Tom Herman in the middle of the night, I guess, called athletic director Ray Tanner at South Carolina to say, hey, uh, I want out of Austin and I want to come to South Carolina. Um, that ship has sailed, Tom. They already <laughs> got, they got Shane. Yeah. I don't, th I don't think you can go did. back on that. There's no backsies. Um, so things are messy right now at the University yep. of Texas. Um, it's, not it, was, it was just the most bizarre timing for a statement. I'm going to, uh, I have it pulled up here for those that didn't that didn't read it or don't know. Oof, it's so um, good. There's been a lot of speculation about the future of our football coach. My policy is to wait until the end of the season before evaluating and commenting on our program and coaches. Well, that's so already. So that's, you're, yep. Yeah, literally so doing that right now. Right, okay. so the season technically isn't over because they still have a bull berth. With the close of the regular season, I want to reiterate that Tom Herman is our coach. Reiterate it at the end of the regular season, not in the middle of the season when rumors have already been flying and roaring. So we're just going to randomly put out this statement. Kate, great. When I look at our football program right now, I see tremendous young men and promising talent. Okay, sure. Our student athletes are developing, but are they? And they play their hearts out. You go, Texas. You play your heart out. This has been an unprecedented year for all of us. No shit. And we're all disappointed that we didn't meet our expectations. Likely so. Like the many fans that follow and support our program, I can't help but think what could have been in 2020. What the hell line even is that? Can't think of what could have been. That's exactly, if you're a fan of Texas, mm. that's what you want to hear. Let's think of the what could have been, the what should have been. been. You don't even live life that way, people. Don't even do that. But regardless, there's still more work to be done, but I'm excited to watch our players and program move forward. Where are you moving forward to? So with no with Tom, without Tom, clearly with him as of right now, 
it was the most bizarre statement and it really bothered me that they capitalized football every single time they- well hey i mean you know it as well as i do Haley. in the state of texas it, it is numero uno it is and then a comes God, proper so noun it's a it proper is. noun uh it what that statement obviously you can rip it to shreds and you should because it is um it, it makes no sense it says nothing <laughs> while saying everything um it, it's 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 just mind-boggling like it, it, it said nothing about Tom Herman returning next year. It, he contradicted himself, like you said in that first yes. sentence. We will not evaluate until, and I won't comment until after the season is over. Though I'm choosing to comment right now before the season is over <laughs> to let you all know to that I have not decided. That, <laughs> that as of right now at 2:30 p.m., Tom Herman is he is literally our head coach right now in this moment. Right now, right now he is. So see, I didn't say anything. Yeah. That's all it was. So now speculations bound of who the what the fuck is going on? Nobody knows. It's really entertaining. Actually. It is. It is entertaining. It's. I'm glad that you. It's a case of Schadenfreude for everybody else. You're. I'm glad you guys get to enjoy my pain. It is going to give us something to talk about into January. Oh, it's. Oh, yes, it is. Because uh, <laughs> I will attest on this show. I do not think the Urban Meyer uh, situation is done. So. Okay. And bottom line, people, you want to know my genuine conspiracy theory? This was simply a ploy because all the rumors were flying. I 100% think it was a marketing stunt to put some sort of statement out about Tom Herman because National Signing Day was today. Yes. Now, I, I, I agree with that. And I, I, I still do not believe that Tom Herman will be the head coach uh, come next year. I think it was a lot for what you just said. Uh, I think that was a zero vote of confidence. Which is in that also statement. a very slimy move because so you're gonna basically trick kids to commit to Texas and then fire him, but they've already committed and signed their na- national letter of intent, so they're gonna be stuck. Yes, you would be stuck, but you're not stuck if you're if you get da- or, if or if you get dad, Urban Meyer. <laughs> your dad comes to town and daddy is Urban Meyer. Everybody's yeah. happy. That's an upgrade. Everybody right. is like, hey, I just signed with Urban Meyer, not Tom Herman. It is slimy. If it was, it, it was, it would have almost been better if you they would have just put out a statement that was like, if you are currently being recruited by the University of Texas, the coach that you will be signing to play under is Tom Herman at this day and time on December 16th, 2020. You will play for Tom Herman. Thank exactly. you. And that is all you need to know. That's that's basically what that statement <laughs> was, because uh, you can interpret it that way. It is who knows what is going to happen with that. Um, but yes, that is something we definitely got to talk about the rest of the year. I think it's great. Um, the other thing that's going to be talked about probably forever, especially in the state of Florida, especially in the state of Louisiana, is what happened on Saturday. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing to happen in college, because only in college football would this happen. Yes. And, I, and I don't I don't mean it that it hasn't happened in soccer or baseball, or even professional football. But with so much on the line, a shoe throw changed college football in an instant. It did. It was the most amazing thing ever. Uh, if, in case anybody's not uh, has any idea what I'm talking about, Florida, who was a 23 and a half point favorite to beat three and five LSU, which has been a terrible team this year with a, just attrition, suspensions. They gave themselves their own postseason bowl ban this year. Right. In the year of COVID, when everybody's bowl eligible, this is. I don't gonna... even think we talked about that. That you was did. that's the that most the LSU best. move ever. Just yes. to fill people in, they randomly put out a statement last week saying because of basically recruiting violations that were going that they got caught on, they were like, okay, we're going to self-impose a bowl ban this year. Yes, they also have a lot of sexual assault allegations. Right, they're dealing with it, it has been the worst scenario this year of a season but they're gonna slap themselves on the hand and be like you know in the year that we're three and five probably gonna go to the fingernail bowl um let's just not go and we'll we'll chalk it up we'll we'll chalk it up and say it was because we did wrong Mm -hmm. we 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 understand okay okay it really is the most lsu move of all time yes um and coming into this game, all Florida had to do, a team that's been gaining momentum, at least in the eyes of the playoff committee, not so much on the show, um, wrap up LSU and put themselves in a good position to go to the SEC championship game, yeah. win or loss against LSU, didn't matter, they were going, to potentially beat Alabama or play a close game and maybe put themselves in a position to do some damage in the top four because you just don't know what's going to happen. All, all you had they to had do, to do all they had to do was win the game. All you Bottom had to do line, was beat it, 
the worst yeah. LSU team. And not only that, because I really want to hammer home this point for the playoff committee, which we have some questions for right after this, is um, not only the worst LSU team, maybe in school history, but one of the worst teams in college football history to fall as far as they did after winning a national championship. They are on their way to setting 100-year records. <laughs> this isn't just a bad LSU football team. This is one of the worst LSU football teams ever. Right. And Florida lost to them on senior night at home because of a shoe, <laughs> because of a shoe throw that ended up being a 20-yard penalty, or not 15-yard penalty because of unsportsmanlike, that went 20 yards, yes. ended up costing them the ball game. And it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. The best part was Dan Mullen. I mean, shout out to him for standing Ooh. up for his guy mm. and saying that it was a football move. I have that here in my notes and quotes. <laughs> Mullen, it was a football move. Dan, my God, the spin. His spin after the game also, Haley, was amazing because he said, I know we've played 10, ga 10 games, so I guess probably the best thing to do would have just play less games because it seems to be the fact that you get rewarded for not playing games this year. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but in that moment, Dan, after what just happened, you it, stop. <laughs> like You don't have an excuse here. Other people wrong. do. Um, A&M could say that statement. You can't say that statement. Um, but it is one of the reasons why we play all the games, Haley, is it not? How because do you like, how do you look past that then, honestly, as a locker room and move on from that and then have to go play Alabama? I don't know. It's going to be a big, I think that is going to be the biggest question. You know, Herb Street talked about that on the playoff, uh, uh, college football playoff show about there's going to be a better Florida football team there, a more focused team. I actually kind of tend to I, side I don't with think you. that it's going to be. I think that this is going yeah. to linger. I think it's so It's going to linger in the locker room. I They're think it not, is. I mean, I will be very impressed with their, with the mentality of that locker room if they're able to completely dust off what happened. And, and especially because we just, we live in an age, in an era where these kids are plugged into their phones. They are, they see all of the shit that is being said about the shoe that was heard around the world. And I mean... I think, I, you, I you think take it's, it, it's a it's yeah it's a bitter loss it's not because right. it wasn't um I mean technically it was because of a last second field goal uh but it wasn't it wasn't though it was because and, of a stupid bonehead play right and this and wasn't I, Bama this wasn't Alabama uh, uh, Texas A&M that's what I was this gonna was say it was LSU terrible team terrible team yeah um, no I agree yeah I think I it's gonna be interesting agree. What, what and we're gonna get into this of what Florida team we're gonna see like you said plugged into their phones Florida is going to know whether or not come Saturday night, whether they're playing for anything at all, uh, because yeah. the rest of the day what is going to give us the full picture of who is actually going to the playoffs. So right. we have that last tidbit on the shoe, carriage, fine clother and baton rouge. If you want to go there, they're giving the Dan Mullen discount right now, which is 20% off any pair of shoes for the 20 yard throw. Are they really? That's that's, Are they really? Yes. Uh, yes. You can that go look it up. Fabulous. Carriage, carriage, fine clother, 20% Dan Mullen discount. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's, I love college football. That's the best thing about it right there. Um, also, by the way, Kyle Pitts might just quit. He was furious that he didn't get to play in that game. I mean, he didn't even really dress out, but the guy's just been on the sidelines. We've been questioning where he's been. You know, he had that concussion a few weeks right. back, but Definitely a game where Kyle Trask could have used him, which, by the way, Kyle Trask lost the Heisman in that. Um, yes, he did. So Florida lost a lot. Um, some people lost last week. Some people won last week. Some people didn't play. And we've had a big discussion on the show about the college football playoff rankings. Uh, we haven't really agreed uh, with everything that has gone on outside, I want to say, the top six. We're okay with the, the teams that are pretty much in, Haley, even though you're an AM fan. Yeah. I mean, you've also said that, you know, the four teams that are in, they probably are the best teams or close to yeah. it. Uh, but everything um, else. No, Ohio State's not the best team. But There we go. That's okay, good. We're, we'll get into that because that's, that's kind of goes into the rest of this as well. The last rankings, and these are, as you said, the last regular season rankings. The final one will be on Sunday after championship Saturday. Um, these rankings, Haley, when you saw them come out and us talking about what Florida did, losing to an, a terrible LSU team. You're thinking what? What is Florida going to be ranked when you saw the rankings come out? Where did you think? How far did you think they were going to fall? I thought they would be 13, 14, 15. Maybe sure. even – I thought maybe even as low 
I thought they could go to 17 because of what we saw a few weeks ago when Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State. They dropped eight points or eight points. They eight, dropped eight spots. eight spots. Yeah. And so to a ranked opponent. To so a ranked opponent. Yeah. In a power it, conference. Absolutely. Right. And so you would think that Florida would have for sure, for sure, undoubtedly been out of the top 10. And I think that right there has uh, um, kind of been the issue for everybody is that you have to be penalized for losing games. You have to be rewarded for winning the ones that you do. These because, rankings okay. do not reflect that. Because I think my biggest qualm right now is, you know, you look at, you look at it and you just look at it by record. And technically, Iowa State, eight and two, Florida is still an eight and two team. But what is their signature win? Oh, they beat they beat a down Georgia team. Yeah, your Georgia win looks technically pretty on paper right now because Georgia finally figured out how to have an offense. But when they played them, Georgia had no identity. That wasn't a signature win. Like, who is Florida's signature win? Who can Florida hang their hats and say, we beat a damn good team? Well, it's hard to say. It's also hard to say why <clears throat> Georgia is still in the top 10. It's hard to say why Iowa State is in the top 10 because when the rankings came out, Haley, unfortunately, you were wrong. I was wrong, and everybody else was that saw the rankings come out. Florida dropped one spot. Right. One spot to number seven after losing as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite at home against one of the worst teams in college football history. That is unacceptable. So the fact as it's, that they're above Cincinnati is just insulting. And I think that's where the, the bigger discussion uh, comes in and where college football world is kind of turned but no, on the committee. We talked about this. and. Yeah we've bottom line what it comes down to is we're not dumb and the people that can't draw this conclusion on their own i'm not calling you dumb either i'm just giving you some insight here and the fact that this comes down to ratings for this coming weekend after that loss so many people have automatically checked out on the sec national championship so many people are not going to tune in into that game which is going to be loss of money for espn the ratings are going to be low because no one's going to give a shit about watching a Florida team who just shit the bed against LSU. No one's going to want to watch them play Alabama. I'm Bottom gonna line. Be, I'm going to be the, one of those people. I, I right. was on the fence, but I'm probably going to be honest. I'm watching Cincinnati take on Tulsa, which is the same time. But they the might only, get comparable numbers. But the only reason that being said is for the casual college football fan that doesn't know these intricacies and these details and they just see a number one team against a number seven team and they're gonna tune in simply because those numbers next to their names hold weight they and do. that you would think that that's going to be a better game simply because of that and that is why florida stayed where they are i think it's a reason where florida is where they are why georgia is why even iowa state while not being a brand is part of a power conference is that right. number six in the country I think that's why the big boys are at the top for the most part, is that you're right. You want to see those sexy numbers with those familiar faces play off, which is fine. However, if your mandate as the committee and the reason you were created as a committee was to find a fair and just way to find the four best teams in the country, There's well, no. you, need to, you need to quit doing that because it's not fair and it's not just. Because right. having Cincinnati at number nine Cincinnati at number nine and, and people can be like, all right, well, Cincinnati, what about Cincinnati? Cincinnati is eight and oh, they've had the problem like a lot of other people they have not been able to play in the past couple of weeks. They are the only team that has not played football to fall in the rankings because of not playing. Right. Texas A&M has had a few weeks off, never dropped from five. Ohio State, guys, we know their story. They haven't played forever. USC hadn't even dropped. played a game and they and, were rising in the rankings. Exactly. Uh, and so they're, you just got to call it like it is. Like you said, this isn't about anything other than ratings and putting the big blue yep. bloods in, which I personally look, Haley, you're, you, you're a fan of one. I'm a fan of one. Like I get it. Like, and, and it, it is good for football. Like you want that. But in a year of COVID where teams should be rewarded for playing games and sticking it out, right. uh, teams like a Cincinnati teams like a coastal Carolina, which by the way, might end up with the most victories in college football but not even go to a New Year's Six Bowl this year. I mean, that happened to UCF a couple of years ago, too. It did. Um, it's it's. I think, it's I think ridiculous. Where, where I draw the line in the sand is who have you played and what's your signature win? That's the only thing that is why I, 
I give all the praise to Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina. Do I think they deserve to be in a New Year's Six Bowl? Absolutely. But what I have a problem with is looking at, even looking at you, Clemson, who's your, who's your token win over? Well, their token win kind of got taken away, I guess you would say, in Miami because UNC hammered them. and exactly. actually strengthened Notre Dame's schedule. Which I think is why... The one thing is, that you, I think, ahead. would want to throw in there is your third one, because I do think it's a three. And I think this is just insanely important, is controlling a game, yep. which is a metric that they do, do, uh, they do compile now. And that is yeah. a big reason why those top teams are up there, because it's not like Bama's just winning games. Bama's killing people on oh, the field sure. mercilessly. Um, I think right there, that's one of the biggest reasons why A&M still has not overtaken Ohio State, because of the margin of that loss to Alabama, if that was a game like Florida Haley, where it was 41-38, I do think Texas A&M would have overtaken Ohio State by now. I think that's been lingering in their minds. I think that goes into other teams as well. It's, um, it's, it's just frustrating as an A&M fan because if you watch the beginning of that game, and, and I went into this a couple episodes back, I broke down the box score, I went to the exact time that you saw the change happen in that team, I genuinely think it's a different game if they play a second time. I and and that's and that's just what lingers in the back of my mind. Sure, you want the second chance and I think uh, both statements can be true that I think A&M has gotten vastly better. I think everybody knows that they've improved. Right. They've gotten better. They know their identity now on who they are on offense. It's called run the football. And they I do think, it really well. And I think the other biggest thing is the fact that a&M truly outside of the offensive line a couple of key defensive players and Kellen Mond they're a relatively young team a young team that several guys were going up against in Alabama for the first time and is that an excuse no but playing Alabama week two at the time sounded great and shiny and fantastic but damn, it's just like you wish that they could have another shot and see what this A&M team actually has in them. Because I think that's the biggest question mark about A&M is, are they a good team? Undoubtedly. Do they have the best defense in the SEC? Yes. And it's just, it's just there's such a big what if factor. And what bothers me the most about that is because how can you look at Ohio State and the opponents they've played and not have more question marks about that team than you do about AM. I think it's because of the scores. It's been bigger blowouts. I think we've talked about it. And I'm not and, saying it's right. Well, and realistically, they have a guy on their team named Justin Fields that people give a shit about. They people do. would rather watch Justin Fields and have an opportunity to see what he can do on the field than they would Kellen. And that's unfortunate. Um, right. It doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong, but it's, it is one of those things that the committee really needs to change what its message is. Because yeah. it's been very inconsistent. They need a, we just need to call it like it is. In fact, Nicole Auerbach, who's one of my favorite followers on Twitter, writes yep. for The Atlantic. She asked Gary uh, Barta an excellent question. I love this. She said, Gary, big picture question. When Iowa State loses to Louisiana, which, by the way, folks, has only lost one game. That was to Coastal Carolina. Right. Louisiana has won uh, 10 games this year. And Florida lose to an unranked LSU team. And those don't play a role in the rankings. What's the point of playing the games? Which is a very, that's a big shot across the jaw to Gary of being like, dude, your rankings are absolute dog shit. So well, you're and, going to say you're going to drop Cincinnati for not playing, but right. you refuse to acknowledge that Louisiana, which is a double digit win team, beat Iowa State, but that's not, that doesn't count because right. Iowa State beat a bad Texas team and a bad Oklahoma team. But, but people would say it's because they beat iowa state in week one so then how is that argument different than the a&m team that played alabama in week I'm, two i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just right. these are questions for the committee right it's like you you you're contradicting yourself with every yeah. ranking you have here none of them make sense the fact that you have cincinnati at number nine who has not lost a game behind iowa state florida and georgia which again you and i don't understand the the yeah. infatuation with the bulldogs it makes no. zero sense to me yeah. uh, or you um, it, it doesn't, you cannot justify any of these rankings. You might have it right at the tippy top, but the rest of it is wrong. The rest I have of a hard time. I have a hard time justifying why a seven and two Oklahoma team is sitting at number 10, aside from the fact, aside from the fact that they 
are called the Oklahoma Sooners. I, I, I don't understand how they're ahead of Indiana, a team that has yeah. only lost one football game to, to your number to one, your, your number three team. Yeah. Uh, who or lost four, their starting whatever. quarterback and yeah. beat a ranked Wisconsin team. None of these rankings make sense. No. You're punishing Coastal Carolina for being in a bad conference, but that same conference, the Sun Belt, is Louisiana, who beat your number six team in the country They're right now. They're 3-0 and against the Big 12. But I, so, yeah, so they so Gary is contradicted. I think Gary's in a bad spot because Gary can't say what we, have, we are saying right now. is like, this is a dog and pony show. This is a beauty pageant. It is yeah. about the big names and the big brains. But That's the bottom and the bottom line is it's not going to change. That this year is going – this year and 2020 is – showing a lot of flaws in the system and honestly revealing a lot about the college football playoff committee, about all the voters, about the process. But the bottom line is it's not going to change because this is an unprecedented year. And because if we had those out of conference games to where you could compare it, we would be having, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because there's so many, there's so many games that got left off. Right. You know, and so like, and that's, and that's why it's funny to me that people, you know, are trying to toss in a USC should be in consideration. No, they freaking shouldn't. They barely won all of their, like, they just shouldn't. Yes, 5-0 and o looks nice and shiny, but no one takes the Pac-12 seriously. And I'm sorry, but you've squeaked by in the games that you have played on, and it just, nothing makes what, any sense no it doesn't and here's the thing that the committee will never convince me of otherwise because Haley, I, you know we can be honest like you know if if cincinnati was sitting at number six right now and coastal carolina was in the top 10 i think all of us would be like okay you're giving them some respect yeah we appreciate that right but what you just said is something that happened this year we didn't get to see oregon play uh ohio state we didn't get to see usc play alabama we didn't get to right. see texas play LSU. we did get to see Louisiana play Iowa State. Yeah. And now those two teams actually played a game. You can compare conference and team win and loss. One of them is the sixth ranked team in the country. One of them is barely in the top 20. And the fact like. What are we doing here? What it's worth people. Louisiana is currently sitting at number 19 with nine wins i don't Nine understand wins. that it doesn't it doesn't make any sense when you can because gary said well you know you have to compare the two. well gary one of them beat the other one they've lost one game to a team that's undefeated iowa state beat a bad texas football team that we all know that they escaped that game because of some poor coaching by texas they beat ou by uh by three points right. on a last second interception this is i'm not saying that iowa state's not a good team they are not the sixth ranked team in the country right they're not. But I called this, and this is just for ratings. This is to make the Big 12 championship game relevant. And I am not surprised. I will not be surprised. And I said this last week, and I will say this again. An, Ohio, an Iowa State team that beats Oklahoma for the Big 12 championship game has a chance of being that number four spot. And whoever wins in the ACC championship will also be in because they will win their division and then they will go to this mantra of well we have all four champions in conference champs absolutely yep. and, and that's and that's right I mean, for it and that's what goal joel clatt he was angry about the rankings as per a lot of you know national media and his last kind of final parting thought was it needs to be more consistent undoubtedly and then he said make the top four be your conference champions which i do disagree with I disagree with that as well I think that conference champions I think in a perfect world and we could probably debate this all night but I think what this leads to is an expansion of the playoffs I think you make it kind of like a lot of other playoffs that if you win your conference you get a berth into the playoffs and then there are more teams because let's be honest I mean it one of the reasons why this is kind of working in Ohio State's advantage because Ohio State was the first darling in the first rankings Yep. They were a team that didn't win the Big Ten. They got they jumped over a TCU team, and everybody's like, "Why is oh oh Ohio State number four? It's ridiculous!" And then they won the national championship, right? Which almost but validated see, the playoffs' existence. On the flip side, where I have an argument is that yes, we are seeing Ohio State be five and zero. Is Ohio State likely going to beat Northwestern? Yes. Yes. I mean, they're like out of out of all of them, aside from Alabama. 
me being so confident that Alabama is going to beat Florida, I am very confident that Ohio State is going – I almost am more confident that Ohio State is going to beat Northwestern than I am that Alabama will beat Florida, to be honest. Absolutely. And I think that there's a chance of the SEC championship being more competitive than the Big Ten championship is going to be. And But where I have a problem with that is we're here looking at likely a 6-0 and Ohio State team. Well, you know, it's funny. Let's go down memory lane. You want to know a team that went 6-0 and three years in a row and then tanked the rest of the season? I know the Texas name A&M. of that team. Yes. Texas A&M. <laughs> you know, if we're going off of that and we're going off of just six games, A&M should have been in the college football playoff ranking in 2014, 2015, and 2016. Should have been in them all. It's, it's, and so it's fair the to fact, make. Right. And so the fact that we're sitting here – saying, oh, Ohio State's shown enough. Have they? Who have they played? What is their token win? Indiana? They haven't. No, I, I and, think and, clearly, and clearly Indiana doesn't even, like, you. no one even takes them seriously. They for don't get respect because they can't even list. be in the top ten. Exactly. So how can you even say that that's a signature win? I don't. And when you really think about it, as far as strength of conference, I think you would at least agree with me, and I would just because I watched them, is that the Big 12 is not as good as the Big 10. But the Big 12 has two teams in the top 10 for the college football rankings. And like we talked about, how you devalue Indiana. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, Indiana said it. We talked about it. Yes, every, you've been on Indiana since day one. Played a tougher schedule. Did it without their star quarterback over a ranked team. They've got a better resume than Ohio State. Almost every team in the top 10 at least has a better resume than Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State. State has had their hand held as they've skipped to the front of the line at Six Flags and told that they can go <laughs> on the ride while everyone else is waiting their turn and doing what they needed to do. That's who Ohio State is. And they play a sexy brand of football. Garrett Wilson, Justin Fields. Oh, man, they're, they're great. Sean Wade, he's a ton of fun to watch. Like, it's just what it is. It's a brand. I think they need to just it's be everything honest. That's, it's everything that's wrong with everything. It is. I think in a year of lack of accountability by so many people, including you know our, our leadership in this country, however you feel about that one or the other, there has been a lack of accountability. So you want to really see it in something that we do take very seriously, which is college football. We know it's just a game, but it's not. And to justify everything that you're doing, those 13 members, we don't get to see their reasoning why they give us bullshit answers. Just be real with us. Speak the truth because they're clearly not right now. We wish they would. It's, it all comes down to the fact Ohio State threw a temper tantrum when their season didn't happen. Ohio State threw a temper tantrum because they didn't play enough games. So their conference is walking them to the college football playoff. Someone, and who is it going to be that's going to step up and say this is wrong? This team has not proven anything. And just because they have the name Ohio State Buckeye and Justin Fields on their team does not give them the right to be considered a top four team in this country like in the country it doesn't in this country specifically this not country. the other ones <laughs> not, your other, not the other ones not the other ones your play other college big, football. big college football <laughs> we're watching you guys um justin fields uh, you know what this makes me think a few things because college football is like this i think ohio state is going to win the national championship now just because no, they're not I, I i know that would piss everybody off they won't um, and, and and you know this is the last thing i'm going to say about it even in the fact that is their signature win over Indiana, Justin Fields got outplayed, people. Oh, he did. That's not debatable. He threw three interceptions. It was so his worst even game of the in season. even in their signature win, it's just it's it. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I have no desire to watch Ohio State. None. What would be better to see, obviously, is if we could get a full season. I would love to see what Texas A&M would have done with the regular season. We all would have loved to see Ohio State and USC. and had a damn did. good schedule. Pre-COVID. They, they had a good schedule for COVID, a regular year. It's a down SEC West, which isn't AM's fault or anybody else's. It just is the hand that got it dealt just with happened. Them, but they won the games that were in front of them. It's unfortunate that there won't be more. So, um, by the way, last parting shot on this. I don't know if this is the right direction to go in, but this is where we're talking about it because people are pissed. Uh, the American Athletic Conference um, Commissioner Mike uh, Oresco, I believe I'm saying that correctly, said he wants to bring back the BCS. He's very upset, obviously, about Cincinnati being as low yes. ranked as they oh, are. They, oh, I did see this, that the group yes. of five is thinking about separating, parting Just, ways from the NCAA. Which I, I don't know if going back to the BCS is the right thing. I don't be too much revisionist history, but like BCS for the most part got it right because it was only about getting the best two teams. And for the most part, they got it right. Um, but it says something when an athletic 
uh, when a commissioner for a, a, a conference in college football says, we want to go back to the way it was because it's so unfair. We want to go back to the unfair system because this new one is so unfair. That says a lot. Okay, it does, but it's also kind of like you, you can also think that something in the past is greater than it was. Oh, yeah, the good old days Simply you go because, back to. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I want to go back to the BCS. Texas was doing good on the BCS. Went right. to two, two national championships in the BCS. Right, so like that, that to me is a cop-out. Provide actual solutions. Advocate for an expanded... Expansion is the key. Yes, 100%. Yes. That, is how, that is how you make people happy. You decide to do an expanded playoff, and there's no reason to not. There isn't. And I think there's that, no reason. And as a purist, as I know you are as well, do we really think that Coastal Carolina or BYU or Cincinnati would, be, would beat Alabama? No. But no. I want to see that game. I want to see that game. And so I would, everybody I else. would tune in to a playoff game of a number one Alabama playing a number eight Coastal Carolina. I would choose that oh game and I would God. damn sure root for the underdog. Let me ask you a, a question, Haley. When it comes to March Madness, what are the most popular days? One and one versus eight. Why is that? Yeah. Because you get to see these little schools. Or really, what Vermont. is it? One, one versus 16? Yeah, one versus 16. Yeah. You get to see, you know, um, St. Mary's, these tiny little schools take on the Blue Bloods. It's David Because David they have the an Blood. opportunity. They, they got we a live in the United States of America where people like to live and breathe and die on the hill that this is the land of opportunity. Well, you know what the College Football Playoff Committee? <laughs> you are not a land of opportunity. You are just influencing the blue blood schools and it is bullshit it is I, I would like to see an expand i don't like who's in the room i would like to see more women in the room uh, i don't know if i'd put you in there because you'd never let my longhorns in but i would like a heather dinich and nicole auerbach i, I would let the longhorn social media team come in and they could run the whole thing that's no don't, that's, that's, don't. <laughs> less longhorns right now we're putting them in the cupboard they're in the timeout zone <laughs> fair uh, but regardless college football playoff you are not a land of opportunity. You're not. Uh, you're, you're robbing us of, of, of some amazing moments. Like this year, the only one we got that was, it was really one of the best marquee games outside of Clemson-Notre Dame was Coastal Carolina taking on BYU. Right. It was most entertaining, most fun. Give us that. Anyways. Okay, I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you a, one, a what if before we start to come to the end here. Yeah, we're going to get into some what ifs here when we're breaking down these conference championship games. But yes, oh, go well, ahead. Oh, well, perfect. No, this gets us right into it because I'm giving it. you what ifs for the ACC championship game. Yes, yes. Well, should we should we lead up to that? Let's get rid of the, the <laughs> smaller games and then we'll, we'll okay, land fine. on that. Okay, fine. Sorry, people, we're going to tease you there. Be thinking on it. Think Be on all the possibilities of the implications from this ACC championship game. There we go. All right, so it's like we got to get like the Monday night music going with uh, Chris Berman, you know, minus of course. Or how about just the dun 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 There we go. Yep. We'll say, don't play that for this first one because it's a Pac-12 championship. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Pac-12, you're, you're, you're not playing for anything Pac-12. No. You, you have no stakes. So this is just a sad conference championship game because it's Oregon-USC, and you're like, oh, that's great. It's Oregon-USC. USC is the three-point favorite. Oregon wasn't supposed to be in the game. It's Washington, won the North. But because right. of COVID, they literally had no offensive line. They couldn't yeah. play. So Oregon, who's lost two games out of five, is now in the Pac-12 championship so is this, against USC, who is – beaten UCLA, Arizona State, and Arizona by less than a touchdown. And then USC is going to win this game, and then they are going to put their hands on their hips, and they're going to get all mad, and they're going to be like, murmur, murmur, we deserve to be in the college football playoff because murmur, murmur, we won our conference, and murmur, murmur, we are USC football, and we're trying to be relevant again. I, you know what? I would actually love to see USC. I would actually give it to them if I was committing. I'd be like, you know what, USC? We're going to give you the four spot. You're going to play Alabama. Do you, do, you want to do that? Do you want to go Do you want to go play Alabama? Do you want to? You can do it. Go do it. Go Hold do up it. that side. We want Bama. Do what it's I a, dare it's you. It's like, like when you're a kid. I don't know if you ever did this, but like, you know, uh, if you're a kid, you see your dad like drinking a scotch or a whiskey and yeah. like you want to have a little sip and he's like, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Okay, Let's, fine. Okay. Do it. For the for the for the parents that don't give their kids alcohol, which, which not you condemning should. you don't, if you do, yeah, not not condemning. Let's say black coffee. <laughs> we'll go black go coffee. Black coffee. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm trying. Yes. Um, so USC taking on Oregon. That's going to be Friday. So all of yep. you, you know, last chance for Pac-12 at night. Saturday. Here we go. Get into the big day. Pac-12 after dark. Come on, get it right. 
that's what I said, right? You said Pac-12 at night. It still makes sense. You know what? It is. All, you know what? It's definitely it's, Pac-12 after dark. But it's not. It's not. It's at night because it's not <laughs> going to be late. I'm not going to be staying up late to watch it. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. So it's just at night. It's like naked night. All right. It's not Adult Swim yet. All right. Saturday. Have, have dinner with the Pac-12. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Saturday, 11 a.m. Lot at stake. Three game slate. Northwestern versus uh, Ohio State. Ohio State is a only 20 and a half point favorite. Oklahoma, five point favorite over Iowa State. The and fact Texas that Oklahoma is a is, favorite. Is over your 16, your sixth ranked team. And if, Not even and, Vegas agrees with you. And that really is the people. If, if we're being honest, those should be the people that set the playoffs. Vegas knows. Vegas ain't wrong. So, and Texas A&M, 14-point uh, favorite over Tennessee. So, at, ele at 11 a.m., we're going to figure out a lot. We're going to figure out Big 12, Big 10, and hopefully the Aggies don't stumble against Tennessee. That would just be the worst nightmare. That'd make a lot of things easier for the committee, but I don't think that's going to happen. Let's, let's call it like we see it. What do you think is going to happen in each game? Uh, Ohio State is going to destroy Northwestern unless they get Fitzgerald. I don't think that's going to happen. If Ohio State goes up by 14 points, the game's over. Right. And last year when the two teams faced off, I want to say Ohio, I want to say the final score was 28 to 52. So yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's not yeah. going to be much different. No. Oklahoma, um, Iowa State. I now, could this see one it. Hold big. on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I could see for what it's worth. I could see it being a little spicy in that Northwestern might hang through the first quarter and a little bit into the second to make people's eyebrows raise and then Ohio State's going to run away with it they're going to run away with it there's no way yeah. in the second I, I would be shocked it would be a massive massive upset obviously right right biblical proportions if Northwestern beat but Ohio really, State I'm not even going to get into it I'm not even going to waste my breath on Ohio if, State do, do not waste your your breath and, and put your hopes and dreams in Northwestern great school great coach no it's just silly hey they had great signing day videos. They did an A plus job. They really showcased their facilities. I was like, whoa, Good. that's nice. Yeah, go go beat go man up on Garrett Wilson one on one with that. And they shit just and lost their AD. Well, that's sad for them. I'm sorry. Right? Isn't that weird? The AD, didn't you see that news? The AD of Northwestern like is lost taking him? No, they he's took not dead. He's no, he took the job of being the new ACC commissioner. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. Yes. Interesting. I thought yes. I, I would figure the, the, the AD of Northwestern be a very old man, like 110 years old. I mean, he hasn't had to make a lot of decisions. Never right. had to, never had to fire a head coach. It just kind of shows up with a straw hat. And he's a nice, uh, he's, yeah. You know. Makes yeah. the one like billionaire donor they have happy. And that's all you got to worry exactly. about. Exactly. He fishes on Lake Michigan in the morning, pops on over for the games. Yeah. Yep. I guess he just um, wanted a bigger fish. ACC. There you go. Um, that that one we know Ohio State most likely. Yes, they're gonna win. Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State. Now that now round one was a very entertaining game. Very different circumstances. Again, Spencer Rattler coming off his first loss. Didn't really expect that to happen. Right. They kind of ran into the buzzsaw that was Brees Hall this year, who has been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And huge game at home. Iowa State took him down. This Oklahoma team has only gotten better. And I have a number for you, Haley. Of Who's going to Give win. me numbers. I like numbers. This is going to help you. So uh, Texas A&M needs to root for two teams. They need to root, obviously, for Notre Dame, but they also need to root for Oklahoma to make sure that Iowa State isn't a pesky fly that could get in. You know, so, nothing would make me happier than Oklahoma becoming Big 12 champions because they're they're my team. They're my guys. Which is disgusting. You know, it's disgusting, and it's it's it's, it's not great. It's, all, not, it's not a good look would, for you, but it is feel, what it is. All would feel slightly right in the world if the Oklahoma Sooners win the Big 12 championship. Yeah. That would make this year feel a little right. It, well, it would be on, on par for the course. So the number for you guys is six. So Oklahoma is favored by about six at five and a half. And two people are back and, and have been back for OU. And we talked about this earlier in the year about Ramondre Stevenson at running yep. back and Ronnie Perkins being absent for the Texas game for the first yep. four serving suspensions. Since they've been back, they've been unbelievable. Specifically, Ronnie Perkins has been just a force. But Ramondre has been rushing about six yards a carry. OU has won six straight. If they yep. win this game, it'll be their sixth straight Big 12 title. They're favored by about six. I'm picking Oklahoma Sooners to win by six to win the Big 12 championship and get rid of Iowa State. There we go. Boom. Put it in the books. I, Actually, could, on yeah. it, I could see this one true, like, truly going either way. 
I don't know how I feel about this. My gut is telling me that Oklahoma is going to win just because that's just kind of how college football works. Teams like Oklahoma just come out and they've been in this moment. They know how to prepare for this moment. They know how to play in this moment. Um, All of the, you know, not, I guess, inadequacies that we saw at the beginning of the season with them being young, Spencer Rattler having growing pains. He's grown through those pains. And I think that this is a good opportunity for this Oklahoma team to really set the course for next season. And I think they come out ready, prepared, and it's realistically, Iowa State has everything to lose. They do. They do. They have a legitimate shot, as crazy as that sounds, to be in the college football playoff with a win over Oklahoma. Um, They got the talent, obviously. Brock Purdy's been great this year. They got two, you know, 6'10 tight ends, corn-fed dudes that they throw the ball to. Brees Hall's been amazing. It's going to be a tough matchup. Brees Hall is the number one running back in the country right now in college football. That guy made himself some money this year. He's got a bright future. That kid rocks. Uh, And so did Matt Campbell, who's the darling of college football. The coaching carousel, they want that guy through school. Um, That's going to be a great game. And then we obviously have Texas A&M versus Tennessee. I don't care to even break down that game. I'm going to be upset with your Aggies if I am forced to watch it because it's tight. It shouldn't even be a game. I'm going to be sad if they score less than 38 points. Which is realistic for AM. They play a slow, ugly brand of football, but they need, it's not that they need style points, but they need to convincingly they, beat Tennessee. Say what you want about AM, but this year, they're the one of the most damnest freaking consistent teams. They are. You know what you're going to get when you watch them. You're going yes, to get a do. very strong defensive performance you're going to get a slow offense slow 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 there's not going to be a ton of big plays but before you know it AM's going to have 300 yards on the ground the clock is going to be at zero and the game's going to be over yes i can mow my lawn and kellen mon will still be conducting the same drive they have because they have become the og SEC school. They are, they are. They're putting football back by 50 years, but it is a winning yes. brand of football. I Isn't mean, that bizarre to think? Like God. they win in the trenches, key like key pastime for the SEC. You win in the trenches and you have a damn good ground game. Yep. And Kellamon is going to complete about 10 passes. And that's about it. He's going to do his job for about buck fifty, and uh they're going to win. So that's the thing. So that morning will be a big morning, obviously, to figure out who's going where. So A&M fans, Iowa State fans, a lot is on the line. Um, Then it gets more interesting. Coastal Carolina taking on Louisiana, which is a rematch from earlier this year. Coastal Carolina won by a field goal. They are favored by a field goal and a half. That is at 230. I won't tune in. I won't tune in, but I will keep track of the box score. Absolutely the same, because I want Coastal to win that game, and I want them to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. I right. want to see that team in primetime. Now the game we finally get to before we wrap up the show, obviously saving the best for last, the biggest what-ifs. Hit me with your what-if. 3 p.m. Central Time, Notre Dame, Clemson, round two. What is your what-if? There's there's so many what-ifs. Yes, what if, what if, so I think what the college football playoff committee is rooting for is an absolute thrashing by Notre Dame on Clemson. And, and maybe not even a thrashing, just a, just a Notre Dame win makes things so much easier for them because then there's absolutely no argument for Clemson to be in the top four. No argument. I don't know if the committee wants that. You want that. You no, I genuinely, that makes that. that makes their lives so much easier because Clemson wins, then you have the argument of, do we put Notre Dame in? Who do we, like... Yes, you do. Um, I think that there that two teams on, on whether you agree with it or not, Alabama, I think, and Notre Dame are mortal locks unless we get into the what if game. Obviously, if Notre Dame plays a similar game to Clemson and loses, Notre Dame will be number four. Clemson will move up to number two or uh, right. three, and they will play Ohio State. It'll be a rematch yeah. of last year's semifinal. Notre Dame taking on Alabama. Yes, I think the bigger what if um, is if, if Notre Clemson- Dame gets destroyed right right. Notre Dame gets absolutely destroyed that makes things really to the point that it invalidates their first win exactly because then there's really a conversation to be had about are they really top four right Clemson top four 
it, it gets messy. Because aside from Clemson, what is their signature win? A UNC team UNC that we team. haven't that we haven't oh, yeah. really known that just decided to play great last week against Miami. But even Miami, they have not moved hardly at all. They've no. really floated around that number ten spot this whole year simply because they had one loss to Clemson. But we didn't really know who or what they were as a team or a program. And so it's like with with Clemson, who's going to be your signature win? It's got to be Notre Dame then. And right. it's, but if, if it's a blowout, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but that makes things interesting. Obviously, yeah. if you're an A&M fan, if you're anybody outside of the top four, I'll say, uh, you need Notre Dame to beat Clemson. That right. makes it very easy for the committee to go one, two, three, four, which would right. be Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Texas A&M, bingo, bingo, bongo, we're done. Depending upon, obviously, if Iowa, Iowa State, State destroys Oklahoma – that could make it interesting. Right. But for AM, if you're an AM fan, your best bet is Notre Dame, is to right. root like hell that they beat Clemson. That's the only right. way you have a shot to get in. Right. So it, it just kind of depends. It is really interesting, though, if Clemson just destroys Notre Dame, what happens? Yeah. Like, I'm talking like by 45 points. I know. What, what, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what, what happens right there? <laughs> I mean, we've already kind of seen that through the rankings and where Notre Dame's been that they're kind of been win or lose, right? Right. I mean, prior to playing Clemson, they had not played a team with a winning record. <sighs> it's it's going to be interesting. I think there's bigger what ifs uh, as right. far as like what happens if Ohio State loses, what happens if Clemson loses. If you're yeah. a Cincinnati fan, you need obviously a lot of people to lose, but that would help your cause. Right. Um, well, we're going to find out Saturday. We are going to find out. Here's the thing that I think with Notre Dame, it comes down to four guys. It comes down to Trevor Lawrence. It comes down yep. to James Skalski, Tyler yep. Davis, and Mike Jones uh, Jr., yep. the three of which uh, are way more important than Trevor. DJU destroyed right. Notre Dame. He threw for 439 yards. Right. Those guys being back on defense is massive. Notre Dame likes to run the football. They ran for over 200 yards against Clemson, averaged more than five on the ground. Clemson stops a run game. It's over. Right. Clemson's going to win that football game. So that'll right. be the interesting thing right there. Um, yeah. And then your big one, obviously. Well, <laughs> I'd say your big one because you teased it like that because even though it's, it really isn't, SEC Championship, which usually yeah. every year is like two titans going at it. And this yeah. year, we know what's going to happen. We know it's – right? A&M's walking out. I mean, A&M. Alabama's walking out with this one. Like, there's no chance, right? No. Like, I just don't – they can't Florida, be – Florida's just not there yet. They're Seven, not they're, there yet. They are a 17-point dog to Bama, which is big for the SEC championship, I feel like. But it, I think that that's – I mean, that sounds about right. So I think it should be more because I, I'm with you. Like, you know, uh, when you said it, I'm glad you did because other analysts saying, like, we get, Florida's going to be more focused now. Right. I don't see – I think they could show up and just get demolished. I'm talking yeah, like 66-3. to three. I mean, same. it won't be that. They'll throw some right. touchdowns up, but destroy. Right. Right. Um, which isn't a good look for AM either because when your best win, it, it's, it hurts AM for Florida to continue to get yeah. just lose like that. So you don't want that. You'd want like a competitive close game. Right. But we'll see. We're splitting the hairs at this point. Yeah, we are. So Notre Dame, that's who you're rooting for. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Miss Graves, I kind of feel like it's going to go chalk this weekend. Yeah. I think and it's yeah, it's gonna no, there's not gonna be any surprises. It's gonna go exactly how it is in the final four that we are currently looking at is who is it gonna be. I would I'm hoping though, I I, I gotta say, Texas AM, I'll I'll admit it. You wanna me to you wanna be truthful on this show? It would pain me as a longhorn to see Texas AM in the playoffs. It would pain me. I would hate that. However, Fair. I do not like the committee this year. I do not like their justification for the teams that they have. And I would like to see chaos. I would like to see Fair. everybody lose. I would we like do. to see I want Ohio State to lose. I would like to see Clemson lose again. And I want to see two teams in there that I don't know who they're going to be. Yeah, fair. That's what I honestly would want as a football Ch fan. 2020 is the year of chaos, so let's bring it. I mean, I'd be fine with a Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and then Alabama versus Cincinnati. Let's yeah. fucking go. Let's go. We will be here for it all on Saturday and then talk to you about it next week, people. Yes, we will, because we went. We we gave you a jam-packed episode tonight, yep. folks. We gave you everything. What more do you need? This is the best college football show there is. Period. There is, because it's <laughs> not about your team. It's you. Wasn't that our show name? It's Anyways, not your you, team. There it's we go. You. It's not your team. It's you. Uh, with that, I'm Haley Graves. You can find me on Twitter, Haley One Graves Two, and on Instagram, Haley Graves with two S's. We'll there we talk go. to you guys next week. Yeah, we will. Bye, guys. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.